The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. That is tight, and if he hooks that leg, it's over. He's tapping, he's tapping. The Haitian sensation, Neo Magni! Trying to crank at it. He says he's the tallest giving a half of a thumbs up. There it is. It's another first-round finish. Terrence T-Rex McKinney! Please tell me that's on video. I've never been happier. I'm made for a fucking podcast. That's dangerous. Listen to me, we're at it. Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Matt and I today. I'm looking forward to today's show. We have Neil Magny coming back on and uh, Terrence McKinney who, uh, man, is he a, a fun guy to watch fight. Um, he's fighting in Brazil this, this Saturday. You know what? Yes, buddy. I like to think that we're a couple of fun guys. I would like to agree with you, Matt. I don't know how other people, by the way, am I correct? Is it, is the card this Saturday? Because I, my, I think so. I uh, nope. January 21st. Oh yeah. Yeah. Today's the 18th. Jesus, Matt, today's the 18th. Fucking Christ. January's gone. January's gone, dude. The first month of new year. Or all the new year resolutions. Yeah, people, maybe I'll start it. Ne- no, might as well wait till next year with the new year resolution. I've been in a little bit of a funk too. Like, uh, I mean, nothing terrible, but a little like meh, unmotivated, kind of feeling shitty. But uh, maybe it's just because the holidays are over. Well, the thing is, this you are wearing a white shirt. Yes. So that to me says you haven't been too bad. No, I mean, I, I don't feel, I put a little wave on, but I don't feel fat. I was 197 the other day when I went to the doctor. I like walking around around anywhere from like 190 to 200. That's good. Okay. That's good. I don't want to yeah. get people. Oh, but you fought at 170. Yeah, but I'd be walking around 190. Maybe you're also solid now. You like, you're like, ah, don't make me lift my shirt up. I do it too much on this show. No, I'm kidding. Neil Magny versus Gilbert Burns. That's a good fight, man. And it's, yeah, it is. That's an understatement, man. Shit. It's a guy who looked at the card, and we're going to go over the card because I was like, there was fights. Well, fuck, man. I'll say a couple of things. Did we make a couple of picks with Dean Thomas, too? Didn't we? Or did we only do Jabal Hill against Glover and talk about it and not make oh, the picks? Yeah, that's a, we did that. That's all. Okay. But uh, I think. But we did not talk. I mean, I'm looking at this main card. I did not know. We talked about him the other day, Paul Craig. We did, I didn't know that he's fighting Johnny Walker. 
Now that's a fun effing fight. And Paul Craig, the one thing, sorry, I'm itching my foot, everybody. It's okay. I'm letting the audience know that I'm itching my foot. Yeah, Matt's leaning over. I could just see his Sorry, I'm, I'm back, everybody. Back. I'm, Welcome back, Matt. Thank you so much. Uh, Johnny Walker has long limbs. Very. And Paul Craig, he has nothing against some people like, well, you know, you got to finish that takedown. Paul Craig goes, no, nah, not really. I don't think I got the memo on that, on finishing a takedown. I'd rather shoot in, lay back, and just snatch your limbs. So... Me as a jujitsu, I taught some arm locks a few hours ago. Yes, Jimmy, I live this shit. Go to my Instagram. You want to see me pass a guard and snatch a limb? Okay, well, you might want to later. I um, do. Well, thank you. I was waiting for it. That was a delayed answer, but my <laughs> thing is this. Now, I mean, listen, there's other things to watch. I've been watching a lot of like big cats and lions and just take down buffalo by the neck. Sometimes the bull will win. Yeah, and I like that, even though. Yeah, I understand. What are the cats gonna do? Oh, DoorDash. It is nature. I used to feel bad about the 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 fucking crocodiles fucking taking out the fucking wildebeest, but now I'm like, hey, wildebeest, what are you gonna do? I'll tell you what I felt bad. What are the crocodiles supposed to do? Go out out of their water and go? Hey, we're hungry. Oh man. Matt, before we bring in Neil Magny, because he's in the waiting room, here's one thing I felt bad about. It was like some dumb buffalo trapped in the mud, which kind of came up to its like yeah. upper legs, and a pride of lions was on it, like lions and lionesses, and they were eating it alive, and they were eating its asshole and balls while it just stood there and went, Marrr. I don't know what that, you know what? They oh, always, it must they have hurt. They, they very much eat them alive. You know, sometimes yeah, that bite on the neck, and that's almost mercy. That's like, all right, you're taking out my blood flow. I'm out. I'm sleeping. You killed yeah, me. They don't but give a fuck. A lot of times they'll just start eating out the they eat, eat out the asshole, Jimmy. They'll yeah. start eating the ass, and they'll fucking normally you you like to link that you you can eat eating ass is usually a pleasurable thing when you think about yeah, it. Yeah, not from not, the But it's not with hyenas. All right, let's get Neil Magny in. Yeah, here's our cue, Jake. Bring in Neil. We're talking about lions eating assholes while animals <laughs> yell. It's time to bring in Neil Magny. <laughs> this conversation is not going anywhere. There he is. Hey, buddy. How are you? You're in Brazil, correct? Yep. I'm down in Brazil already. Nice, Neil. How you feeling, man? Is it your first time in Brazil or have you fought there before? No, it's my fourth time fight down here. Gilbert Burns. This is one of those fights that give you goosebumps. And I know you, you listen, you fought the who's who. And, uh, but still, when you see a name like Gilbert Burns, does it give you some extra excitement? Oh, 100%. I mean, Gilbert Burns is a, a, another fellow veteran of the sport. He'd been around for um, almost just as long as I have. He's fought the who's who at 155 and 170 at this point. Um, so he definitely has proven himself time and time again uh, in the UFC. Um, even watching his last fight against Hamza, though he lost that fight, he showed a lot of good skill. He showed a lot of heart. He showed a lot of things that, like, still after loss, it looked like, damn, that's a tough fight. So um, I'm excited. I know what kind of pressure um, <laughs> when I get a guy that brings to the table. And I feel like that's the kind of pressure I thrive under. Well, the fact that he did go the distance with Shemayev definitely does say something. Because that's not an easy guy to go the distance with. Uh, do you think he's the most uh, dangerous guy on the ground that you faced? Um, 
mean, you fought Kiesa. You fought some really good fighters, but yeah, I fought Kiesa. I fought uh, David Maya. I fought all these guys that were literally sharks on the ground. Yeah. Um, and each time out, I definitely had um, progressed a little bit further each time out against those guys. Um, so I feel like with all the experience that I've gone through, all the training that I've gone through, uh, I feel like I'm right where I need to be going against Gilbert Burns. Like, um, there's nothing on the ground that he can do that I haven't seen before. Um, and at this point, I'm going confident I got there and get done. And fighting in Brazil, you know, it's funny uh, that our next guest is Terrence McKinney, and I think it's his first fight outside the U.S. And w- when you travel, is there any difference for you to get anything to get used to, especially your first time um, uh, fighting out of the country? Does it mean anything, especially in a place like Brazil, where the fans are extremely knowledgeable and extremely vocal about things like takedowns? Like they seem to understand everything that's happening. They're not just looking for a fast knockout. Um, and is there any difference fighting there? Um, that definitely is. I mean, especially the pressure from yourself, uh, coming out here the first time. Um, I can remember the first time I fought out here in Brazil was literally, um, <laughs> 10 years ago now. <laughs> it was almost, it was literally almost 10 years ago now. Um, and there was a lot of, uh, internal pressure I put on myself that, um, that was difficult. I mean, like, kind of like you said, the crowd here is intense. Um, and there are a lot of people who are going to tell you just how intense the crowd is. Like, they're going to tell you, like, they're going to say, you're going to die. They're going to say this, they're going to say that. Uh, and you're kind of sitting there as a young athlete going out to the country for the first time. You're like, wait, what? What are you going to do? <laughs> it kind of sounds bizarre. Um, and it, it kind of shakes you up a bit when you're when you're taking all these things that are um, projected or expected uh, to when you, when you go out there. But at the end of the day, like whether you're fighting Brazil or you're fighting in the apex with three people watching, it's all the same. Once punches start fl- flying, um, you should be able to tune out, tune out the crowd and focus on the task at hand. Um, and I feel like that's what I've been able to do come down here to Brazil to compete. I mean, um, the first time it definitely was nerve wracking. The second time came out here and had great success. Um, th- the third time, you know, the fight didn't go my way. Uh, I still feel like it was a great uh, opportunity for me to learn from uh, and, and still progress forward. Um, and here I am for the fourth time looking to go out there and get it done again. A fight is a fight. That is true. But uh, the apex, you can hear a pin drop. You can hear your corner. And in Brazil, when they say that chant of you're going to die or we're going to eat your head off, or, <laughs> I don't know, knock your head. What do they say? And it's, it's a chant. It's like, Ooh, ah, ah, yeah. Ooh, like, ah, ah, but it's really <laughs> violent, you know, and you know, you're fighting a Brazilian Gilbert Burns. They get a, you might, I would have your corner man just singing that to you in the fucking, <laughs> ah, I'm going to kill you. I don't know. <laughs> they just get excited. I, I remember I was in Brazil one time and I saw, her. I don't know, I forgot the name of the soccer. It was Flamingo versus Fluminense. And, there, and yo, man, there was fucking riots. People were fighting in there. I'm like, man, these guys are really passionate about their fucking soccer. Anyway, yeah. I'm just saying, it's a very passionate crowd. Jimmy. Yeah, I mean. Don't go to that Fluminense versus Flamingo fucking soccer. No. You're in Brazil. <laughs> Where in Brazil are you? I've been to Brazil three times, but it's been years. Oh, uh, we're over in Rio. Oh, you are in Rio. Oh, okay. Are yeah. you near Copacabana? Uh, a little bit further south of Copacabana this time. Um, the last three times I've been here, it always been in Copacabana. Um, this time around, a little bit further south. Do you stay in town? Like, because Brazil is such a fun place to be, especially in the winter. In, in, I mean, I don't know where you're from in, in the States, but in New York, it's shit and cold here. So it seems like it's nice and hot there. <laughs> do you stay for a little while or do you just get out of Dodge when you're done? Um, Normally I would. Uh, last I've been in Brazil, I mean, I, I, 
I don't think I was married yet uh, when I was in Brazil last time. Um, so I was still single, kind of uh, enjoying the time, that kind of thing. Um, this time around coming to Brazil is literally like strictly business to me. Uh, I'm I'm literally fighting on my son's birthday. Uh, and once I get back, we're going to Disneyland to celebrate uh, his birthday and my win. Um, so for me, it's kind of like, um, come see it, enjoy it, and then get right back in the plane, get home to my family. Uh, just like, I don't know, between 25 and 35, probably change a little bit. Hey, yeah. let me tell you, it's a good thing that you got married and you're getting out of there because I've been in Brazil. And <laughs> I don't know about you, Neil, but I'm an ass man. <laughs> you ask me. I'm an ass man all day long. So even if a girl turns around and you see a face like that fucking you turn around, you're like, oh dunk a dunk. Anyway, what I'm trying to say is it's good that you're there for business and getting out of there. Jimmy, I'm surprised he's still, you know, I'm, I'm surprised he just dodged all the fucking um I haven't been since the early 2000s and I, I, I'm in a relationship too. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't, uh, I'm the same as you. Like when I'm, even I'm somewhere, I'm in the hotel, I work and I get out of there. Uh, cause I, in Brazil, I was doing hundred milligram Viagra's and just, it really, it wasn't. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you meant you were the same as me as you were an ass man. I am also. Yeah. <laughs> but they the, the combine those things. It was lovely. Oh man. Yeah. I yeah. definitely have beautiful scenery out here in Brazil. Yeah, it's good just to kind of get out of there, and and you'll probably have a nice time in Disney World, and you're better off doing that. You're not going to get in any uh, any, any trouble <laughs> with your family. Isn't it nice though when you get it all out of your system and you know, like, you know what? I'm happy now that I'm married. It's not something that uh, you you got to do what you want to do at one point. And now you can do this. Yeah, I mean, it's like anything else. Just uh, just enjoying the journey and see where it takes you. Like, uh, like I said, it's my fourth time out here, and um, every single time things have been different. This time, like, um, parties are different, stakes are different, everything is different. Um, this time around, Brazil for me, um, and I feel like this new type of pressure, this new type of uh, atmosphere, um, definitely puts me in the right mind space to go out there and get the job done on Saturday. Um, and that's literally like the biggest focus going in there. I mean, I mean, a life I said I didn't even notice the. Uh, people walking by here and there, but um, the reality of it is, it's like, all right, cool, been there, done that. Now it's time to uh, buck down and focus. And at the end of the day, it's like, how many more chances at a top five point am I gonna get at this point? Um, I literally have to go out there and get it done. And I think we've talked, sorry, but I think we've talked to you before about this. I don't remember about your military service. Uh, how many, you were in the army, right? Yeah, I was in the army for seven years. Seven years. And uh, how, how long did you, uh, were you in the Middle East and how much active duty? Um, I was in the Middle East for just over a year, uh, so back in 2007, 2008, uh, and then uh, spent some time doing active duty with the Army Combatives uh, program here stateside. What does that teach you, like discipline-wise, and, and, and has that had any impact on the way you train or on the way you see of, do, of doing uh, physical things that you might not want to do when you don't want to do them? Yeah, I mean, the biggest part for me, like the takeaway when it comes to discipline, like you're not going to necessarily want to do things every single time, but yeah, you have to do it anyway. Um, but the biggest thing they taught me is just like learning how to uh, um, enjoy the process of it all. Like there are times that like, yeah, like even in the army, if you think about it, like you go from a private to a sergeant, or whatever else, um, where you're the, when you first get to a unit and you're a private and you're the guy that has to do all the shitty tasks that no one else wants to do, there's still some 
part of you that has to kind of enjoy that task and know what's to come later. Um, when it comes to like my life, my my fighting career, that kind of thing, um, it's still the same thing. Nobody wants to be um, the first fight out on the prelim. No one wants to be the guy um, having to to fight the guys that no one else to fight. No one wants to be the guy um, who only gets last minute uh, fights. No one wants to be the guy to get all these stacks stacked against them uh so to speak but you find joy in the process and you still work towards your goals and eventually you're looking back on like oh damn i'm i'm seven years in i'm a sergeant i have a whole uh platoon in my, uh that i'm that, that i'm like in in charge of to, to guide and help and everything else like that um and the same thing with uh with life in the ufc i mean there was a point where um i was one and two in the ufc and i was sitting there struggling to think if i was going to get another opportunity or not um and here i am 10 years later um setting records still fighting the the top competition uh making a name for myself in the sport every opportunity out there and how's things in uh colorado man you still in colorado yeah, yeah, it's great out there. I mean, uh, between the the team and everything else going on, it's definitely uh, a great atmosphere out in Colorado right now. No, I was just going to say, you train also with Corey Sandhagen, I believe, yes? Yeah, yep, sitting alongside Corey Sandhagen as well. He's fighting Cheeto Vera too, I believe. Yeah, he has a huge fight coming up, yeah. It's got to be a nice buzz around the uh, around the uh, the school, right? Around the the gym when you, you're, you're in Brazil, you got uh, Sandhagen fighting Cheeto. Is it a nice, nice buzz around the school? Yeah, you just kind of feed off each other's energy at that point. I mean, when everyone, when one person's doing good, everyone's doing good. Um, and it's cool to see certain things go out there and actually be successful. When, like, you're doing certain things in the academy and they're like, oh, yeah, go out there and do this. And at first you look at your coach like, eh, I don't know if that's going to pull off just the way you think it is. And you watch your teammate believe in it, go out there and do it. Like, oh, crap, it does work. I'm doing it too. Um, yeah. So it does feel good to kind of uh, have all these big fights line up and have everyone feeding off each other's energy. Um, it definitely, like, makes it, a lot more more than going to practice. Like you don't want to be the guy that kind of drops the ball, so to speak. So like you put like a little bit of like extra pressure on yourself. Like, all right, I got to shine. My, my teammates depend on me. They're looking at me to go out there and get it done. Well, that's the part where, where the military is so interesting to me is because I hate running. I hate cardio. And just the idea that you would have to wake up and they would just make you put on those shitty giant boots and run for 10 miles. I mean, if you can do that, you can probably force yourself to run when you don't want to run because at least you get to wear what you want to wear. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, like, I'm, uh, like the work pays for itself. I'm literally with the only probably one of the guys in the team that my coach literally has, like, not running anymore. Like, Neil, you are not allowed to run. You're spending all your extra time in the weight room. We're not running anymore. Your cardio is fine. You'll be great. Uh, we need you to do in the weight room, getting explosive, getting stronger, um, and going out there and, and, and getting the job done. So um, I'm probably one of the few guys ever who uh, actually has coached that's something like, yeah, we're not running anymore. Running is not part of your training schedule ever. <laughs> Well, that's nice. Cardio has never been a problem for Neil Magny. Gee, no, <laughs> he wants. He's got. He wants uh, eight. He wants eight. Fucking uh, nah, fuck it. I was gonna say instead of eight five rounds, rounds eight rounds. But I'm a stutter. Oh, yeah, that would be great. <laughs> but, <laughs> the longer the round, the, the more rounds, the better for Neil Magny. I, I I tell you right now, I don't think I ever saw you take a deep breath, bro. You just keep <laughs> energizer bunny out there. Do people know what the fuck that is? Still, do they still have the commercial for the energizer bunny? I hope so. You know what I'm talking about with that, Neil? We're both old then, Matt. Yeah. Get ready for a cage fight and trying to call him a bunny. It's not the right thing. No, but it's a cardio reference. It is a cardio reference. Yeah. I, I think things that people don't talk about that, that are just complete gifts, people who can sleep really well, who can get a good <laughs> night's sleep, like because, again, that does so much, and people who just have really good cardio. Uh, I think that's the thing that guys worry about the most or the thing that really uh, 
causes the most good fighters to lose fights is, is the cardio quits on them. So that's a, that's a real gift. I hope you know how lucky you are. I'm sure you work for it too. That, but you know sure. I, mean. I mean, at this point, it's a gift and a weapon. Like it's literally one of those things that like, I know how far I'm willing to go to get the job done. I know how far I'm willing to exhaust myself uh, in order to get the job done. And I know for a fact that very few people want to do the same. Uh, so for me at this point, it's also a weapon. I mean, I think uh, some crazy stat came out where I'm like 10 and one where I outlined my opponent strikes or whatever. So um, I know for a fact if I'm out there um, pushing the pace, pushing the action, um, most likely the fight's going to go in my favor. So um, it's definitely one of those things that I use as a weapon at this point. Did you always have good cardio, Neil? Yeah, I was kind of forced to do it, to be honest with you. Like, uh, like in high school, uh, freshman year, we kind of had uh, – I mean, I guess I'll go even further than that. Like, I remember being in Brooklyn when I was a kid, uh, and I'll go back as I got older, and everyone said, man, I remember you just run around the neighborhood for no reason. Like, you'll go to the corner store, and here you are just running. And you'll go here, and here you are just running. So it was this kind of, like, uh, moving fast, running. That was just always my my outlet for, like, extra energy. It's just like, hey, I took this Adderall. Like, man, nah, then I'm just going to run it instead. So I've always been the guy that's been super active ever since I was a kid. Like, my mom would even tell you, like, literally, like, other kids would go out there and play, and I'll be the guy in the playground for – four or five, six hours, like, come on, let's go, one more round, one more round, um, and it's kind of built into there, um, by the time I got to high school, and started doing sports, uh, our freshman year, we had a bunch of athletes, we literally had every, um, every team, every team sport had a backup work, by the time my sophomore year came around, it dropped down to half, where uh, most of the good guys on the team had to, like, play multiple positions, so when it came to football, um, I was, like, playing both sides of the ball, I was playing offense, I was playing defense, I was playing special teams, and I rolled right into wrestling season, which rolled right into track season, uh, so I was literally training year round since I was 14 years old. It's always been like this, this high endurance push for me. I can see Neil just one of those guys that can just fucking throw that ball, just run down the field and catch it. I don't know. You know, I feel that, <laughs> right, Neil? Uh, I feel that with the cardio, it's not the same as with the lack of punching power because I feel punching power, there's guys that either have it or don't, even though they can work on it on the bag and get developed some but some people just have naturally heavy hands. Some people don't. I feel that's similar with cardio. I feel with, with cardio, even though I feel there's more cases that you could work on that cardio, but I feel some people naturally have better cardio and worse cardio. I think, I remember, I hate to bring him up, but it comes to mind, Phil Baroni, who, by the way, he's not going to probably get any good night's sleep. He's in a Mexican prison. <laughs> that guy, I remember him talking to me one time back when we were talking, we were talking he'd be like, I just, no matter what I do, and even when I was wrestling, I, I my cardio, I try to run, I try, my cardio was always, his, and then when he fought, the same thing. He'd have a good couple of minutes and just die. And it's like, I can, I always, so I don't know, man. I think just like maybe you, yeah, I'm sure you work hard at it, but I think some people have that in them where it's like, yo, this dude's got fucking endurance. I don't know. It's more <laughs> of a you comment, got- really. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Neil, our, our producer sent a note, which was, uh, I know you had, uh, I believe, called for Bilal, uh, if you win this fight, and I am, I just was actually looking at your record. I can't believe you guys have never uh, crossed paths before. How how has that not happened? Was there ever talk of you guys fighting, and then somebody got hurt, or it just didn't happen? Um, so this was one of those things I was tossing around literally since time we were both amateurs. Is this one of those fights that was like, hey, we're gonna match uh, Neil and Bilal. And then for some reason or another, just never came through. Contrast never sent. Um, coaches and managers never approved it, whatever else may be. It has never came to fruition. So, like, here we are um, 10, 15 years later, um, and this fight still hasn't progressed yet. So, we find ourselves in a position where uh, we're both sitting there, uh, top five, or things like that. Um, it, I don't see no reason for that fight not to happen at this point. 
Well, the interesting thing too about a fight like that, where because you fought everybody, I mean, you, you know, and, and Bilal has had some uh, some great opponents. Is you guys both have a really great fight that you haven't had yet. Uh, you both have a really interesting opponent. You know what I mean? Like a fight between you guys is, is would be considered. I mean, that's a, that's a, a huge fight. So it's got to be nice for both of you to know that there's still one that you haven't had yet who's right there for you. For sure, yeah. And, and that's definitely one of those fights for me. I mean, it's just like, like look, at this point, I've literally fought down there everyone in my division. So uh, <laughs> to be able to lighten this fight up 15 years later, it will, it'll be a great one. One of the well, guys look, you beat, I'm sorry, I'm gonna let, uh, let you go in a second, but one of the guys you beat, and it's a it's a hell of a feather in the cap, is Robbie Lawler. So when you beat Robbie, did you something tell you like, look, man, Robbie was champ. He was the fucking champ. I know, I know he <laughs> me, has what it takes. I beat a guy who was a champion. I fucking beat him. Not me, you, but For I sure. you're, you're too humble to say it like that. But doesn't he give <laughs> something in like uh, kind of a, I don't know if it's a confidence booster. You to know yourself as a fighter. You 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 know you have a win over a guy that was a fucking was the champion. I don't know. Yeah. Does that do anything for you mentally? Um, honestly, it does hundred percent. Like Robbie Lawler is one of those guys that like uh um set the bar for me. Like literally, when I remember being uh in college, this is probably back in two thousand nine ish or so. Uh, being nineteen years old, coming back from overseas. Um, and at the time, I was going to school at Southern Illinois University. Um, and around that time, Matt Hughes, Bobby Lawler, and Mark Fiore um, opened up a gym called Hit Squad. Um, and when I was going to school, I ended up training there as well. Um, and I can remember being a 19-year-old kid just getting the shit and having a Bobby Lawler. Like, to the point that I was, like, literally crying to the coach, like, why are you guys coaching him? He's a freaking uh, a veteran of the fight game. He fought for UFC, he fought for Strike Force. He's over to beat my ass. I'm only 19 years old. You guys aren't coaching me. Coaching me, damn it. Like, literally saying that after getting my ass by him day in and day out. Um, and it got to the point that I made that the, the, the standard for him, made that the bar for myself. Where I was like, all right, when I start doing well against guys like Robert Lauder in the gym, when I start being competitive against these guys like Robert Lauder, Matt Beach, uh, all these other guys who are currently fighting for UFC or Strike Force at the time, that's when I know I can make a, a career path out of this sport or whatever. Um, and sure enough, that's how it was. By the time I um, was getting ready to graduate from college or whatever else, I was actually holding my own with guys like Robert Lauder at, at 22 years old back then um, and all these other guys fighting the UFC. So um, at that point, it definitely was a confidence boost. So I was like, I'm ready to fight for UFC. I'm ready to start my career. Um, so when it came time for me to get to the UFC, um, I didn't care who the opponent was. I literally would call every promoter from California to New York, from Canada to Florida. It's literally every single promoter I could and tell them I was ready to fight, willing to fight anyone just i knew i need to get some wins out of my belt in order to get to the ufc um and fighting and training with guys like robert lauder definitely gave me that confidence like all right if i can if i can hold my own against him none of these guys are reading the circuit stopping me sort of thing um and i kind of used that as my gauge to see where i was at well look good luck on uh, on saturday man we yeah the wi-fi held out longer than it normally does from hotels and um you know i'm looking forward to this uh you and gilbert burns an incredible fight i think you're the third fight up on the main card if i remember correctly can't wait. Um, sure. and we'll talk to you again when you get back, man. Have a great fight. Awesome. Thank you guys so much. I appreciate it. Okay, man. Good talking to you. Yeah, Neil. All the best, man. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. 
So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Could you not like Neil Magny? He is a really nice guy. We hung out with him in uh, Vegas a few years ago. You hung out with him? You and I did on the bus or somewhere else. We were, we were with oh, Neil Magny. Oh man, I always hang out with these guys. Yeah, they like me. I'm yeah. affable. Uh, you're what? Affable. Yes, you are, <laughs> Jimmy man. Yes, sir. I'll tell you. Thirty plus in the morning class today. That's nice. A little, a little passing the guard, snatching up an arm lock. Or else we could always go to Mount and snatch up that arm lock. Or we can go to Mount, he'd defend the arm lock, and we take the arm on top. That's what I did. Now, fun. Matt, let me yeah. ask you a question. Uh, Terrence McKinney should be here shortly. Oh. Uh, fighting, He's fighting, uh, I believe it's his first fight outside of the uh, country. And I believe it's this other guy's first fight in the UFC. Uh, uh, Ismail, uh, I guess Bonfim is how you say his last name. You always remember your first, Jimmy. You do. That's what I want to kind of ask him about. Um, what what uh, what was his like? Because although, although his first five combined, uh, what, what like five or six minutes total. I mean, his first UFC fight, I think, was against uh, your buddy Matt Frivola. Uh, he just he, he caught him uh, early, but he's he's had quite a few fast finishes. This Terrence McKinney. Ismael, Ismael, right? Yeah. Ismael? Man, he looks the part, though. Look at that picture of him. Yes, he does. Oh, he's and he's got zero loss. Oh, no, he's got three losses. I'm he's sorry. eighteen and three. Okay, I was looking at the zero and zero because it's his first time. Yeah, first UFC. Oh, what is he? What are we reading about? Ismael's younger brother. Oh, his younger brother's on the card too. Okay. Oh, I did not know that. Both brothers are making a UFC debut. Yeah, man. This is a big night for that family. What do you think? The Burns brothers are the only ones in there. You know, Herbert, Herbert Burns. Yeah, and Gilbert. Yeah. Yeah, man. Hey, Gilbert, Herbert. I guess their fucking parents really wanted them to be fighters, right? Hey, Gilbert and Herbert, get over here. Give me your outside. <laughs> Jimmy. Let's do a few. Let's do a few picks, Matt. Before we do that, I was watching the embedded. Oh, oh. I was watching the embedded. Who did I see? H to the Izzo. I seen Pedro Rizzo. I did. Pedro Rizzo is a former champion. He fought on UFC 31 versus Randy Couture. They gave it to Randy Couture. Pedro won that fucking fight, to be honest. Okay. I, there. I know I got backfisted by Shoney back then, so I might have been a little, uh, woo, what happened? But a little I loopy, see, yeah. A little loopy. A little. A li- not, not, not loopy. Not the one who's fighting for, uh, what's her name again? Loopy. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy, I will be 50 in two years. I know. Really, it cannot be a midlife crisis if I've always acted this way. Isn't that correct? No. Is that? What do you mean, no? It's not a midlife crisis. Speaking of ADD, 
The Last of Us. It's on HBO. Is it The Last of Us? Based on a video game. But it's a it's a zombie thing. I can't take another zombie show. Let me give you my so far review of The Last of Us. I've only watched like the first 15 minutes, so I have to stop it because now I got to watch it with my wife because I realize it's a good show. And then I'm going to put put on my my app of the HBO. And she goes, oh, I see you're watching a show without me. I go, but I, I didn't know. I'm not going to say that. The first 10 minutes, it brings you in. I'm brought in. But this is my dilemma. If I start watching this with my wife, I don't think I'm ever going to get to it. Yeah. I like that shit where all hell breaks loose and see how people handle it. So it's the uh, the father, the uncle, and a kid. You know what I mean? That's what I'm looking at so far. And uh, they're looking to get out of town and all the all the highways are fucking jammed and they see the military to the right. So I'm really just got into this. So I don't know if I should wait to watch you with my wife because we're watching Yellowstone, Jimmy. So we're never going to watch anything if we have to watch both shows. Fuck, we didn't even finish Ozark. So this is my dilemma. Should I watch it? Should I slip it in there and try to, to watch it on the DL so we can talk about it? Yeah. Watch, watch it without a... Yeah. You're the, you're the boss. Honey! Jimmy! Jimmy! You want me to tell, want me to tell my wife what you just if said? She, no. But if she doesn't like it, you tell her, I'm the boss. I watch what I want. I'm not, Jimmy, I'm not going to say that because she really likes you. I know. I'm just trying to get you in trouble. When are you going to be at the Paramount? March 4th. Fuck, so you man. come you come watch the show and then you go home and watch the fight. It's perfect. The reason being because March 11th, I'm hearing, I'm hearing, I've seen some stuff. I don't know if it's official, and I didn't talk to Marab yet. Oh, I know. Piotr Jan, Marab, Jesus, that's yeah, a fight man. night. Yeah. Shit, dude, that's a fucking fight right there. And it's a fight Marab deserves. It's a fight Marab deserves. Nobody wants to deal with Marab. That's the problem. Nobody wants to fight him. Uh, well, now they have to. Pedro Rizzo, H to the Izzo. Matt, we got to do a couple picks. We didn't do picks. Oh, fuck. I'm sorry. Yes. That's okay. I'm all excited that I saw my old friend, Pedro Rizzo. Uh, do you want to start with Craig, Johnny Walker? Yes, I do. Let's do that, man. Um, obviously, Johnny Walker um, could knock uh, him out if he gets a hold of him. But I don't know if he can deal with Paul Craig on the uh, floor. I am going to say Paul Craig manages to submit... Johnny Walker in the second. Arm lock, first round. Paul, Craig. I like that. I like it a lot. Now, listen to this. This whole freaking card is amazing. It's amazing. Lauren Murphy, Jessica Andrade. I love my Saturdays. What a statement on the early prelims. Blasphemy. I know, I know. There's some really good fights. And also, uh, Terrence McKinney is fighting on the prelims. Oh, McKinney's in the waiting room, though. Oh, good. We'll talk to him. What do you think, Andrade against Lauren Murphy? He's not fighting Lauren Murphy. Yes, he is. And Andrade. He's fighting twice that night. All right, let's bring in Terrence McKinney. Terrence McKinney. There he is. Hey, Terrence. <laughs> Terrence, how are you, man? What's up, man? You the man. How's Brazil? Uh, it's warm, bro. Way better than Washington. Hey, man, stay out of trouble, young man. You might be like me and Uncle Jimmy. You might be a Heine man. Be careful. <laughs> Keep your eyes on the goal. <laughs> yeah, we'll, 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 we'll stay focused till you know, Saturday. This is your fir- first fight outside the U.S., right? Yes, sir. Um, 
you've have you traveled outside the u.s before or is this your first time traveling outside the u.s no i used to live in germany for a little bit my mom was in military oh okay um what's it been like getting ready for a fight in brazil we just talked to neil magny who's fought this is his fourth time fighting in brazil and the fans are a little different there they're aggressive and they're on everything like they they they, they don't they're not just waiting for uh a head kick like they you know every takedown uh they seem to appreciate and understand the sport really well uh what's your experience been so far being there um people are showing me love man uh and it's just a huge honor, you know, just seeing like all the savages here. We saw Charles Oliveira out there, just seeing great martial artists. It's, it's been an incredible experience. Now, you know, fighting a Brazilian, they're going to have the chant that they want you to die. I don't think it's literal, but they do. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to play dumb because once they start saying it, I won't know what they're saying. It's kind of catchy. Hey, what did you? let me see your neck tattoo. Where did you get that? Oh, I'll show you. I'll show you. I gotta get in the light. I gotta get in Ooh, the light. You know? There's a few. There's a. You got a, a few tats right there. Yeah, I, I got. I got a bunch more. Holy oh, wow. shit, man! That was. That's. A, that's. Is that the Japanese? Uh, man? Yeah, Akusuka mask. Yeah. Is that a samurai thing? Yeah, samurai mask. Yeah. Man, that is so cool, and that also. <laughs> It keeps you focused on being a fighter, because it's yeah. not just like, "Hey, here's your lawyer with the demon on his neck." <laughs> oh, what do you mean you don't see my way? They're gonna be like, "Uh, I think he did it." They'll be like, "Holy <laughs> shit, guilty!" No, that's fucking funny. No, man, I always get fascinated with those tattoos on the necks, because that shows you somebody that has a commitment. You know what I yeah. mean? In his life to a certain. Path. Exactly. You're like, you're right here. Whatever you got to do, you got, you're locked in on it. Yeah. Now, does it feel weird that you're fighting a guy with his date? Now, you were the new kid on the block. You know what I mean? I mean, listen, you, but besides that hiccup there with Drew Dober, who's proved to be super durable and dangerous, you almost won that fight. Yeah, you, you looked really good in that fight, too. You could be, you, you really could be undefeated right now in the UFC. Yeah. Uh, now they got this young bull coming in. Does it feel a little weird? Would you rather have fought like a, a vet, a veteran in here, or do you don't give a shit? As as I don't really give a crap. I did want a veteran though, but at the same time, you gotta fight to get paid. So as soon as I hear a name, I'm on it. I got I got a kid now. Oh, and also 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 I got just goals for myself, you know? And so I'm trying to stay as active as possible because I want to be top 10 in USC before the year ends. And after that Dober loss, which again, Matt was right, you could, you really came close to winning that fight. He's just a veteran and you see like a veteran knows how to kind of hang on and find a way to get it done. You wind up coming back and again, winning another first round fight against Eric Gonzalez. So it didn't seem to slow you down at all. That had to be a great confidence boost where you know you could hit a bump in the road and come back and, and, and do the same thing you had been doing. Yeah, it's great to take the first loss in USC and be able to bounce back. Now it's time to start another winning streak. And like I said, um, I'm not satisfied until I'm top 10 in the UFC before the year ends. That's your goal, to be top 10. Yes, sir. Now, if you are to win this fight, um, is there anybody you would have your – everyone has their eye on somebody. Who would you look at if you had a choice? In, and again, I know you're not looking past this fighter, but if you win this fight, who's somebody that you think you would like to match up with next? I want, I want the Drew Dobery match, uh, Grant Dodson, or Renato McConnell. Okay. Yeah, that Dobery match, I don't think anybody would mind that. That was a, uh, a really, really great 
Uh, it was like, it reminded me of Hagler Hearns, even though that did, this didn't go three rounds. It was just both of you guys were so, it was, uh, a, war, yeah. I it was a war, man. It was a war. And, uh, I thought he was finished very early. So I guess just a testament to his, uh, his toughness. Yeah, I, I agree. It was over. Like every time I watched it, I was like, damn, the fight should have been stopped right there. Did First you get tired time. in that fight at all? There was a moment where it looked like you might be a little bit no, tired. I was tired. I hit him with my soul, my heart, my foot, my knee. <laughs> this, dude, <laughs> this dude's tough as hell. I was like, God damn. Yeah, he was, uh, he was, it was similar. I mean, his last fight with uh, Bobby Green, Oof. he was getting, he was getting the worse aware also. That's one of his attributes, you know. Taking yeah, that's something he likes. Like his specialty, taking it to the chin. That dude's Levert. If I ever fought him again, I know what I'll do. I'll mix in the wrestling, get him tired early. But I still think we're gonna be the first person to put him out, and that's the plan. Regardless, if I fight him again, I I gotta put him to sleep. It's it's just I want to make a statement. I want to do something never done before. Every time I step out. You want every every fight to be something that 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 people take notice of besides just a win. Yes, sir. Yeah, exactly. Because I could go out there and just wrestle F um and then look for a submission. But I'm trying to show people that I'm gonna be the best in every aspect of the game. That's why I train everything so hard. I don't wanna just be one dimensional. I wanna be able to be the best in anything they're the best at. It's just what like did, the warrior in me. That's amazing. What did you start with as far as with your training? I, I just wrestled pretty much. I started wrestling in eighth grade, and I just pretty much wrestled. And I wrestled in college, too. And then how did you know? I mean, you're gifted with your striking. I mean, when did you start striking? And did you just um, Probably, like, so, like, after I lost on a contender series, so 2019, that's as long as I've been doing stand-up. Really? Oh, only four you three learned years. On the, you learned on the fucking job? I, I learned it fast, man. So this is what I did. Um. After I lost the container series, I took another loss, and then I finally got the surgery I needed because I fought both of those injured, but I was in some court cases, and I had to, I had to pay this stuff off, or I could have been in jail because I got, like, two DIs in a row being a young young kid. So right. I was like, I had, to, I, had to, I had to do both of them fight, even though I was injured because I didn't, I didn't want to go to jail. And then after that, I paid it off, got my life together, and then um, I got my shoulder surgery. And then once I was able to train, I went to Arizona, trained at the lab for a little bit to learn some stand-up. And then after that, I went to Pablo and only did like a year of stand-up, just stand-up. You also had, I know you've opened up about that near-death experience. You had things, I guess, got very rough drinking and, and drugging. And how did that change you? And like, what did you learn from that? And like, like do you, do you kind of look at this like, wow, I'm lucky to be here. This is all kind of gravy. Like this is... It's easier to appreciate everything now, I guess, right? When you, when you come that close to, to, to losing everything. Yeah, and exactly. I've been ranked number one in the nation and came up short. Like, like, like this is my chance for redemption. And I finally get to get there and keep it going instead of just like getting so close to something and then it all falling apart. So I'm just making sure I stay focused and, and treat people good, no matter how big I get, because I know what it feels like to be at the lowest of lows. So that's what keeps me hungry to never go back to that. And I know it's just, this is just a glimpse of it. That's what's so exciting about this. So it's addicting to me. It's a, the right addiction that I needed. Yeah, being addicted to fighting and winning and training, that's not a bad addiction. There, there are healthy addictions too, but that, you know, yeah, yeah. I tend to go for the, the unhealthy ones are fun, but they just yeah, they exactly. cost too much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
This is very exciting, man. And we're excited for you. You seem like your head is right where it should be. Yeah, that's why everything's happening for a reason. So I knew I needed to take that L. Now I know how to pick my shots. I know how to manage my energy when I'm fighting a veteran like that. And that's why I think it's time. It's going to be time after this fight. And I can't wait to show my growth and, and just like my knowledge of just being a true championship fighter. I like what you just said, because I was going to ask you that, and you said it, uh, the energy you learned on, on how to deal with your energy when fighting a veteran. Uh, did you mean like you, to, just to kind of keep a little in the gas tank um, in case you can't put him away, you still have something? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Just to make sure I'm done. No, just know they're tough, you know? No, like they're going to be able to take the damage. So I need to be able to put on the damage like that for at least two rounds to three rounds. And that probably is the, the like with veterans, the things that, that makes them have longevity is the fact that they've learned like when they're getting hit hard, like you were hitting them. I mean, you were really striking well, um, how to just kind of cover up and then how to conserve energy a little bit. There was a moment, I think, where you were on top of him and it just seemed like he was kind of holding on a little bit, just taking a moment to recover. I guess that's the things you learn from just having all those uh, all those minutes in the octagon. Exactly. And what is this I'm reading here about YouTube videos? You make YouTube videos? Yeah, I'm making, I'm doing some YouTube content. You guys got to go check it out. Terrence T. Rex McKinney, the same as my fight stuff. And what are you doing on that, man? Uh, reactive videos. We're dropping other videos today. We're reacting to street fights. I do things like that, and I'm dropping some videos from my camp. Uh, you seem very natural on camera. Even though it's a Zoom thing, but I could tell. <laughs> yeah. it, right, Jimmy? Yeah. Yeah, you look yeah, comfortable. I, I, yeah. I used to do this stuff all the time. I used to do plays in high school. Like yeah. I tell people, I feel like every like challenge in my life from wrestling and duels where you're in enemy territory when their teams with the whole GM is cheering against you. I think God put me in position to be ready for everything life's gonna throw at me on this journey. And and that's why I know I'm gonna get the belt. It's just gonna all make sense and they're going to talk about this in documentaries later on. So wait, you were an act, you, you uh, did acting in high school? Yeah, I used to do plays and stuff. And I used to do like funny parts and it was fun. That's why I like my goal is like eventually they're going to do like the static shock movie and I want to play them. Wait a minute. You're now we're talking superheroes. Tell me yeah. about static uh, shock for the people that yeah, don't know. He's not as well known as I am. Go ahead. Yeah, it was like it's like a black kid that grew up in the hood and stuff. Then he got powers and he like protected like his town and stuff. It's pretty cool. I can see you, dude. I can see you playing that. I'm telling it's you, man. Especially once I dye my hair black, we like almost look identical. I can pull it off. And so, is that a cartoon or is that a uh, comic book or both? It, it was both. It's both. It's on my list, yeah. Jimmy. Jimmy. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not familiar with it, but I I I don't really watch uh, comic movies anymore. Oh, but you're such an adult. No, not at all. I mean, uh, I'm just too busy watching porn. Porn, uh, <laughs> <laughs> porn here, you know, late at night, you know, don't matter when. <laughs> well, look, uh, Terrence, you're you're one of the most exciting guys in the UFC. You're a really, really uh, well-liked young fighter. And uh, good, good luck on Saturday, man. And uh, it'd be interesting to talk to you after. I'd like to hear after how your experience was fighting there and um, you know what, what you actually felt when you were in the octagon in Brazil for the first time. 
Yeah, let's do it, man. And I look forward to talking to you guys, Lord willing, once God bring me to victory, man. All right. Well, have a great fight, man. It's, a, it's nice talking to you, and we'll talk to you again. Hey, thank you, guys. Appreciate it, guys. Later. Take care, Terry. Okay, take care, man. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Right, Jimmy, man. Listen, dude, I'm excited. I'm excited for these fighters. What a nice kid, man. That Drew Dober fight. Wow, was that a great fight? Yeah, shit, man. Drew Dober wasn't having it, but it was a good. It was no, but I mean, it's just how tough he is, too. I mean, he. I mean, he literally knees to the head, head kicks. I mean, T- Terrence couldn't have done anything better. I mean, he was doing everything he had to do. Drew was just a fucking tank. Oh, um, that's let's do a couple picks. About, that's what's beautiful about submission. Uh, Islam didn't say, all right, I'm going to start to be the first guy to knock him out. He took him down and said, welcome to my Kimura. Yeah. He put his arm behind his back. He held it there until he tapped. Jimmy, the fight has just begun. All right, let's go. Now, you didn't pick. I picked Paul Craig second. Oh, you said first round arm lock. We were doing Jessica Andrade, Lauren Murphy. Yes. Um, Lauren by decision. I think Jessica finds a way to stop her. Um, I'll say in the third round, Jessica Andrade stops Lauren Murphy. Well, Lauren Murphy and Joe Murphy's not going to like that. I understand. I'll blame her. All right. Uh, Neil Magny, who we love against Gilbert Burns, who's also. Uh, now, this is the deal Gilbert Burns dangerous yeah but neil magny finds a way to win he never does. gets tired never never gets tired fucking terminate and the first round is going to be the scariest i'm going to say neil magny by decision i say gilbert finds a way to stop him and i'll say in the second Jason figueredo brandon moreno so let me say something i'm a big, big fan of uh brandon moreno you me know? too and Figueredo, you like to say Figueredo, Figueredo. I do. Figueredo, Figueredo. I'll tell you, I just watched that embedded, and he was sitting on his on his bed, and he was eating his salad and his, his chicken, and I just got a good, warm feeling. Like, ah, this guy's going to get that belt and then go get some Legos. I'm going to go with Brandon Moreno, and I'm going to say he's going to get a fourth-round finish. I think he's going to get a finish. He's going to make it happen. He's going to make that happen in the fourth round. How, you ask? You might be you right. Know, I'll say sub. 
I'm going to say he's going to get him, maybe get his back and strangle him. And uh, it's not going to be easy. It might, he might have to go through hell. But listen, man. I say Davison stops him in the second. No, third. Third. Sorry, not second. Ah, what a prick. You want that guy to be all home crying, building his I name? love him. I love Brandon Moreno. I'm sorry. Jimmy. Mahill, Glover Deshera. Yeah, you know what, man? I Man, I. I listen. How about this? If it was anybody else, I'm going to pick Jamal Hill because I really like him and I think he's the future. And I think that he's saying all the right things. He's doing all the right things. He only has one loss. You know, uh, I think he has everything. He, he has. And that loss, by the way, his arm almost fell off and he kept fighting. Yeah, no, he's a beast. He's a fucking beast. But I just cannot find it in me to get to even pick against Glover. I can't do it. Sure. I feel. I'm watching that embedded. He's on the beach and he's holding tie pants for little kids and he's drinking a coconut. He's shaking hands and kissing babies. He's just such a great ambassador of the sport. Love him. That's a great fighter. He's a fantastic fighter. Yep. You know, I just recently watched his fight with Anthony Smith again. The shit he had the weather to get it where he needed to get, you know, Glover by decision. He went five rounds practically with Jerry, man, before he got caught. I say Jamal Hill, Ooh. first round. So disrespectful. I love Glover, but I got to be the opposite of you. I got to pick opposite of you. Well, we'll be lucky if he does this show again. I don't think he's done this show. Oh, yeah, he has done it once. When's the last time oh, Glover Jimmy. called me up? <laughs> you're right, Jimmy. You're right. you're right. I don't mind if I'm wrong about this one, though. Um, because Jamal Hill is such a young fighter. He'll get another shot. So if he loses and Glover reclaims, I almost... I like that almost better just because Glover is an older fighter. Um, and I think it's just so incredible. But I also like Jamal Hill. And Jimmy, before I let you go, I know you have to run. Um, sure. You know, I've been playing this for my students. And we seem to agree. And I want you to maybe, I want the audience also, go into YouTube. You can throw in uh, Africa by Toto. Yep. And then put in Africa, the remake by Weezer. It's exactly the same. It's pretty much the same. Yes. Well, you have to have a preference. Didn't they do it on Jimmy Kimmel? Did they really? I thought so. Yeah, they, they did what I'm saying right now. They they changed. They... No, no, no. But they uh, they performed it. Who did Weezer or Toto? I think Weezer. Who else? What's the other one? Uh, uh, Toto or Weezer? Like saying Toto, Jimmy. It's Toto. fun, isn't it? Toto. 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 Hold on. Let me Jimmy, see if they did. Jimmy, but listen, if you have to ask me, and I'll answer all it's the same thing every time. I bless the rains down in Africa. Huh, maybe I'm wrong. Wait. What are you looking at? I'm seeing if if I was right about Weezer. Well, Weezer, I like their remake. Yeah, they but did do it. It's fine. Have, Who cares? It wasn't necessary. I might have to I you know what? I don't think it was necessary. It's very similar. It was stupid. I'll take the original. All right. All right, let's promote. The fights this weekend. This Saturday. Yes. Um, what? What time are the fights? January 21st. No, I, I, I had two thoughts at once. UFC 283 in Rio. Uh, light heavyweight championship, which uh, Yuri Prohaska very graciously vacated when he has surgery. Glover Deshera, Jamal Hill. Now, there's some amazing uh, prelims. There's some great early prelims. Start at 6 o'clock New York time. 8 o'clock New York time is the prelims. Um, and, and the main card starts at 10 p.m. The uh, pay-per-view I, card. I like that. That's I incredible. Like that time because you know I like to, to to ease into it. I get all excited, you know. Yes, buddy. And I ease into my night. All right, Jimmy. 
I will probably talk. Are you, are you gigs or what do you got going on? I have a gig tonight, Wednesday. I'm doing uh, one hour at the Fat Black Pussycat. I'm also doing it this coming Monday. I have a, a tonight and uh, Monday I'll be doing my hour at the Fat Black Pussycat. Excuse, excuse you. What? I, nobody noticed, but you lift, you actually lifted up and you tooted. No, I didn't. You, Jimmy, I'm glad we're not in the same uh, studio right now. It smells like sour milk. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Thank you, Neil Magny. And uh, thank you, Terrence McKinney. See you, buddy. <laughs> this is BVK for Ocean City Tourism. OCMD streaming audio. On March 11th, 2024, the title of the spot is STSA Leisure Summer. This is a 30 second composite stereo streaming audio mix. Get away with friends to the laid back Maryland coast where you can catch up while casting off and hang 10 while hanging out. Where a day on board is never boring and full throttle is half the fun where you can sink a putt, raise a glass, and there's always room for one more round. Ocean City, Maryland, somewhere to smile about. Book your trip at oceocean.com. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.